Welcome to Michael Myers Minute, where we delve into the 1978 horror classic Halloween one minute at a time. I'm your host, Robert Black. Annie is dead, Tommy saw the boogeyman, and Lindsay believes him as we begin Minute 57. And we're about to see Dr. Loomis again, and we haven't seen him since Minute 40. We can also see our guest, Allison Grimm, from the forthcoming Potent Potables and The Room Minute, who we haven't seen since last minute. Welcome back, Allison. Thank you. I was skulking outside an abandoned house scaring children. That is a really good pastime. So, I approve. Uh, so we get to the end of Lindsay's line, I believe you, Tommy, which I have been saying, and occasionally to the confusion of people who hear me, since as long as I can remember. Like whenever someone says something about being believed or whatever, I'm like, I believe you, Tommy. They don't know why I call them Tommy. Yeah. When they don't know, I'm like, I don't want to be your friend. We're done. You got to know who Tommy is. (laughs) You got to be very, you got to be very uh, hard on this when you choose friends. That's why I have none. Uh, The the iconic line from the film Halloween. Yes, it's the line everyone remembers. Right, it's the first thing everyone thinks. It's not, you don't know what death is, it's, I believe you, Tommy. Actually, no, you don't don't know what death is, it's from Halloween 2. I am so sorry, listeners. Oh my god, I'm calling the police. I will resign now if anyone speaks (laughs) up. And I don't hear anyone, okay. So, Lindsay walks around to sit on the couch next to Tommy... In the script, it says she hugs him, Uh, but she does not in the movie. Tommy turns around to sit properly, and Lori scoffs and shakes her head, looks up into the heavens for confirmation that she's not crazy, and second six, she walks toward the kitchen. Hmm. And the kids go back to staring at the TV. Right. Totally fine after their ordeal. Yeah. Tommy just saw a dead body thrown in the air, Mm -hmm. as you'll learn last minute. (laughs) Listeners, you might not remember that scene, but trust me, it's there. It's there. It totally happened. Michael was juggling Annie's body. (laughs) He cut off her head and her feet, and he juggled them in the air before turning her the opposite direction. Well, if he juggled the head and feet, he just reattached them the other way. It's fine. Yeah. For the silhouette. Yeah. Uh, Timing note here. Forbidden planet. One minute and two seconds pass between the word attention and the touchdown. Here in Halloween, it's 1 minute 51 seconds, which is really shameful. Unforgivable. Um, but then second 18, we cut to the Myers house. Yeah, we've had enough of Hollywood. Let's go back to South Pasadena. Mm-hmm. And Loomis is just, like, hanging out in the bushes. Now, Allison and listeners, uh, this is where we get, as Andy Nelson pointed out in minute 14... There's a palm tree in the foreground right here in this tracking shot. It's really close to the screen. It's so obvious you don't even notice it's a palm tree. All right. Let me turn on the minute. Okay. I want to see this. We'll react to it in real time. Yeah. You should just leave all this silence in. Oh, I'm leaving it. Okay. 
Actually, if I leave the background noise, it won't oh, even be right all silent. The yeah, that's tree close up. That's a palm tree. When they show the house from the streets, you can't see it because there's another tree. That's in the front yard. There's another tree out by the curb that blocks it. Okay. And so you can only see it from certain angles. But it is right there. And here it's close up. Hmm. It's so close up we don't even notice it. I, uh... I was just in Florida recently, and I made my friend take a picture with me in front of a palm tree. Because <laughs> I live in Pennsylvania. Like, I never get to see palm trees. It's I had a very palm tree rare. in front of my house growing up. <laughs> you know what? I used to try to climb it. Badly. Uh, there were snow flurries on Saturday. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> we have fires. Yeah, I, I guess that's worse. Um... So, yeah, so Loomis is standing around, hanging by the Myers, behind a palm tree in a hedge. It's creepy, just lurking. Yeah. In his trench coat. Like, what are the... He's standing in someone else's yard. Yeah, he's on the other side of the property. Like, did do he you... check with them? <laughs> do, you, do you think, like, what are the neighbors like to the Myers house? They just, like, happen to live next to this deserted, decrepit house where murders happened? Yeah. Well, in, in reality, this whole block was a bunch of, like, abandoned houses. I'm not sure if people lived in any of them close oh. to this house. Hmm. But in this minute, you can see the house to the left of the Myers house, well, the Myers' house right, mm-hmm. our left, is lit. So so they must have neighbors. In their universe, someone lives there. Yeah. I wonder and why Loomis they haven't knocked down the Myers' house. house. That takes money. I suppose. You know, who's going to knock it down? I mean, I'm sure the people who live on either side of that house got their houses for very cheap. In in 65, two years after Judith was killed, the house transferred over to Mr. Strode, and mm-hmm. he had the house, he had the daughter, and he's just like, I'm going to hold on to this for a while. Maybe people get over the whole murder thing, you know. Eventually. And now he's trying to sell it. He was, like, Lori went there this morning to drop off keys because a yeah, couple so from New York were coming to look at it. And they wanted, like, a murder house. This is, like, first season of American Horror Story kind of thing. We're moving yeah. here because someone died here. And it's awesome. There's a plot about that in uh, Castle Rock. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, someone was trying to look at this house. We don't know if they ever saw the house or if maybe they're dead inside, too. Who knows? Oh. And maybe they showed up. And my, maybe Michael's they did like, show up, yeah. I got places to be. Uh, can I this kill you quickly? Get on with my day. <laughs> you guys He's like, I'm are trying to just have a nice cup of coffee before I go out and kill people. Mm-hmm. And a couple of New Yorkers show up. It's not I turned good. on the electricity just so we could have some coffee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he's a tea guy. Hmm. He's like British tea, where he's like sits there and takes his time and has like some crackers. <sighs> what a nerd. Or biscuits, biscuits, biscuits. His tea. Trumpets. What a nerd. <laughs> He's a nerd. He Well, his doctor was Dr. Loomis, who was clearly British, so that's where he learned about tea. Mm. Like every day, every afternoon, they would have tea together, and Michael would just stay there, stare at it. I love how every character in this movie has barely concealed contempt for Dr. Loomis. <laughs> Nobody is here for any of his shit. Well, he just shows up in a tiny town and like, there's a murderer coming to kill you all. Like, leave us alone, dude. Mm. We don't know you. <laughs> we don't have to listen to you. Uh, and in this shot of the front of the Myers house, um, I don't think I corrected this yet. There is a phone number on the Strode Realty sign. Now, I, I don't have like the 4K copy of the movie or a blue, even a Blu-ray. 
So I never saw the phone number until I went to the exhibit at Sugarman Gallery and saw Kim Gottlieb's photo of the house. Did you call it? It's a 555 number. I wouldn't go oh. anywhere. It's 555-3679. But I was under the impression there was no phone number on the sign. There is not a phone number on the car, which is really bad planning. Yeah. Like, if you're going to put your Strode Realty sign on your car and advertise as you drive around, you should probably have a phone number. Although, to be fair, in Halloween 2, someone is excited to hear that she's, like, when they hear Laurie Strode, you mean, oh, Strode Realty? Like, that's exciting. Like, like he's famous. Exci- yeah. Like, it's the 70s. They don't have, like, local commercials yet. Maybe right? he doesn't even need a phone number. Or maybe he has a local commercial where he, like, dresses up his animals all the time. Maybe. and He's like, come out to Strode Realty. We're selling the Myers house, and I'm a chicken. That's how you sell things. See, you're not from California. We had Cal Worthington and his dog Spot. Mm-hmm. always selling cars it was this old dude old lanky dude and he's always like with his dog spot and it was always a different animal oh really and they'd be like a giraffe or a hippo and dog. it was just always some weird animal he'd always say my dog spot i love that and it was great we have a uh, attorney edgar snyder he's a personal injury lawyer who uh has not aged in 30 years <laughs> Like, he looks exactly the same as he did when I was a kid. That's because they filmed all of the commercials 30 years ago and he wasn't real. <laughs> they must have. He's just a hologram now. They're like, we need to hire an actor to do 400 commercials. We don't need 400 commercials. Oh, we will. Oh, just you wait. It's like the biggest, like, secret conspiracy in history. Yeah, the that's the scam. None of these lawyers are real. <laughs> <laughs> you think injury attorneys exist? No. They're alien conspiracies. He's been around for so long. Like, my grandfather's been dead for 28 years, and I remember my mom talking about him saying, like, if anything ever happens to him, he wants you to call Edgar Snyder because he's so <laughs> skeezy. Like, you know he'll get the job done. And the guy's still around? He's still around. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, he looks, yeah. doesn't look a day older than he did 28 years ago. See, you make great commercials and you live forever. <laughs> That's the secret. Second 29, three boys, Keith, Richie, and Lonnie, creep up to the edge of the sidewalk in front of the old house. In the novelization, they're wearing dark clothes because they've been out making trouble. On Porter Lane, they soaped some windows and startled a family. On Willow Circle, they talk about going to the Myers house, and then they get there. And we get Lonnie. I'm not afraid. And Richie says bull. I mistakenly reported back in minute 22 that Richie says bullshit. He just but says he's, bull. He's scripted as saying bullshit, but in the movie he only says bull. Mm. Richie is, of course, played by Mickey Yablans, who is the producer's son. Oh. And these are the same kids we saw earlier, Bully yes. and Tommy. Yep. And Richie actually seems the pushiest one of the group. Maybe the leader, even though Lonnie's the one everyone remembers. Mm-hmm. because of the line coming up where Loomis says his name. Yeah. No one knows. No one even knows Richie's name. They do say it, but no one knows it. I'm not sure if they even say Keith's name. Hmm. He's just Keith. Keith. Yeah, so Lonnie approaches the house. The script has a front gate, but of course they hadn't found the house yet, so they didn't know there wasn't a gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lonnie makes it to the front porch, and he tentatively steps up to the door. The script says he glances back to his friends in the street. Richie calls him a chicken. 
Keith is really nice in this moment. He's like, go ahead, Lonnie. You know, he knows he can handle it. Mm-hmm. Very encouraging. Yeah. And Richie tells him, go in. Lonnie starts to open the screen door, and we angle on Loomis, who says, of course, hey, hey, Lonnie, get your ass away from uh, there. That's such the- a Scooby-Doo move. <laughs> <laughs> and they, what's funny is, in the scene, if you pay attention, they look over toward the hedge. They know it's someone off to the side, but they still <laughs> it's still not going to be a good person. It's someone hiding yeah. behind a hedge. Yeah, right. Even if they saw Loomis and saw this old dude standing there in his cheap Just suit and his coat, be like, coat, yeah, yeah, we're going to go. Trench coat, possibly made out of human skins, undetermined. This isn't Michael's coat. Mm, we don't know that much about Loomis. Well, we do if we read the comics or we read the prose piece, Sam. Mm, or if just... we've seen Psycho and have decided that this is the same Sam Loomis that was in Psycho. Just now played by a British man. Things took a turn. Yeah. In his life. Oh, yeah. Well, Michael killed his girlfriend. Mm, that's right. And he got obsessed. And Michael is very easy to obsess about because he doesn't do anything ever. I love that Halloween has, like, an expanded universe. Oh, yeah. yeah. And most And most people haven't, unfortunately, most people didn't read it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a comic that was going, it was called The First Death of Laurie Strode, which was set in like May of 79. It's about how Michael comes back again and Laurie has to figure out what she's going to do about her life. Like, and this is why she fakes her death, you know, and mm-hmm. we get to, it makes room for both Halloween's four, five, and six to exist. Like she had a kid, but had to abandon her to protect her. Yeah. And H2O could exist where Laurie has a new name. Mm-hmm. But. Apparently no one bought it, so issue three was never published. Oh, really? Just issues one and two. And so I've never read the whole thing, and I haven't figured out a way to like contact the guy who wrote it and like talk to him about it, because I want to know, what did he put in there? Because the comic's interesting. It it introduces a new friend. Like, she was sick this day, so she wasn't mm-hmm. with the three girls. Okay. So that Lori has someone to talk to, you know? Yeah. And it kills off Jimmy from Halloween dead. 2. Oh. Which is a great cliffhanger at the end of issue two. I'm like, oh shit, Jimmy's dead. But um, I, I told Lance Guest that too at the convention this like last month. Mm-hmm. I'm like, did you know your character gets killed by Michael? He's like, wait, what? <laughs> he really didn't know that? He's like, well, I assume uh, I was around because that's why they named the kid Jamie. Like Jamie Lloyd. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, yeah, she could have been pregnant before you died, you know? Oh, yeah. It's fine. But... He's like, yeah, I guess that works. Yeah, the comics add a lot of side stories. Some of them are pointless, like weird exercises about the the neighbors or different side characters. Uh, we do get to see Lonnie and Richie and um, Keith in the future. I have this in my notes. Where'd it go? Mm-hmm. Um, who goes to the house? Richie. He hasn't had much luck. In the Chaos Comics, 2001, uh, it says he never made it out of Haddonfield on a football scholarship. His attempt to be a success in a real estate business went sour during the market bust of the 80s. He lost his wife, his job, his house. You know, that's the narrator. And mm-hmm. he in the, in the comic, he returns to the Myers house to burn down the house. Like, somehow he blames this house, even though he was barely connected to what happened. Yeah. And then Lee Brackett, the sheriff, is also back in Haddonfield on the same Halloween night in 2001. He mistakes Richie for Michael Myers and shoots him. <laughs> 
Maybe he shouldn't have been hanging out in that weird mask. Well, right. And then, <laughs> and then Lonnie and Keith are around, and they're just kind of assholes. Like they're still bullies. Oh yeah. Still bullying Tommy Doyle, who's now like been obsessed with it. Like it makes more sense that Tommy Doyle would obsess with this stuff. He was there. Oh, yeah. He, he saw there. Michael throw Annie's body in the air and all that. Yeah. And then Lonnie and Keith both end up dead. So in the comics, we get to see a little bit of the future, and in the new movie, of course, uh, Lonnie's kid is Cameron. Uh, Allison, not you, Allison, uh, Laurie's granddaughter, it's her boyfriend, is Cameron Elam, who is Lonnie's son. And we learn that Lonnie, at some point, punched a cop in the face. I mean... So it makes sense. I'm surprised Lonnie wasn't a cop. Yeah, that would make sense also. Like, Like if you're the bully, you're either going to remain a criminal presence, or you're going to be that guy who goes around getting rid of him. Yeah. Uh, the script says that moving like the wind, Lonnie barrels off the porch and races back to his friends, and the three boys hurtle off down the dark street in utter terror. When Which you were a kid, were you ever dared to go into a scary place? Probably, but nothing this good. Like, I was too young to go in the Myers house, though every one of my six older sisters went in the Myers house. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I would, I had walked past it as a kid, but I know, mm-hmm. like I was always too young to like go inside because it was an abandoned house. Yeah. Like when they found it, it was abandoned. It remained abandoned, and it would have been destroyed in was it eighty seven, if a guy hadn't bought it off the like the property owners for a dollar supposedly, mm-hmm. and then with an agreement that he had to move it, he had to pay to have it moved. Oh really? He moved it across the street mm-hmm. where he didn't own the property yet. And the city, because the the house is over a hundred years old, uh, proclaimed it like a nas- like a Historic. historical marker thing. It nice. now has a sign in front of it, calls it the Century House, because mm-hmm. it is the oldest standing house in South Pasadena. But it's really the Myers House. Yeah. Well, now it's like a chiropractor and a dentist. I think share it. Weird. Yeah. But it's it's only it's only about maybe fifty yards from where it used to be. Mm-hmm. Across the, the street. Side street. Yeah. Across the street, and it faces south now instead of uh, east. Mm-hmm. So if you go and try to, like, figure out the houses and shots or whatever, you won't. Oh, you, you won't. To. That that yeah. entire block was demolished. Oh, was it? Okay. I shared that picture on Instagram a while ago, where it's mm-hmm. a picture where the Myers house is the only house still standing on that oh, block. Oh, cool. Because the guy had bought it, and so they demolished everything else. Now it's a bunch of nice apartment buildings. Mm-hmm. And... So, yeah, you won't find those addresses. You'll find other ones, like the Strode house mm-hmm. is still the same house. The These houses in Hollywood, where they were for la- the last couple of minutes and will be for the rest of the movie, those are still there. They're still. Mm-hmm. They just used them in American Horror Story, uh, the cult season. Oh, really? They used them for the exteriors. I watched and... a little bit of that. I'm trying to think now and, you know. They even a couple mind. times walk back and forth across the street between them, just like Lori will in Minute 72, Ooh. which is going to be an amazing minute, listeners, by the way. A little something to look forward to there. Yeah. Minute 72 is wonderful because nothing happens. Just walking across the street. So it may be the greatest episode of this show. You should just spend it telling why did the chicken cross the road jokes. <laughs> why did Lori Strode cross the road? <laughs> That's the because she was stapled to Annie's dead body. <laughs> um, yeah. And other 
otherwise, yeah, they run away and the minute ends. Any yeah. other notes for, what is this, minute 57? I don't have any other notes. My notes were all out of order once I got going, so. Mm. I forgot where we were. Um, okay then, Allison, one more time. How may the listeners stalk you? You can stalk me by listening, or by listening. Um, well, <laughs> eventually, yes, please listen to the forthcoming podcast about Jeopardy, Potent Potables. It's P-O-D-A-B-L-E-S. You can find us on Twitter for news about when we will be launching at Potent Potables. Or if you want to follow my personal Twitter, I suppose, um, pretty much all I tweet about is Jeopardy and wrestling. I am at Grim Goal, G-R-I-M-M-G-H-O-U-L. Very nice. And Allison will be my co-host, presumably. Presumably. We haven't started recording yet for the room minute. (laughs) It was basically like, hey, I want to do this thing. Who wants to do it with me? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Michael Myers Minute is a production of Lemming Drops Studio. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. You can stalk me on Twitter and Facebook at Myers Minute or Instagram, Michael Myers Minute. That's the one that's the most fun. Or join the Facebook listeners group, 45 Lampkin Lane. Don't forget to subscribe. Leave a nice review if you like what you hear. And keep it to yourself. If you don't, I don't care anymore. I'm over it. I'm, I'm going to have to follow you on Instagram because I assume it's all just like Instagram butt models, but with Michael Myers' face. No, but I do have a really good drawing, I forget who drew it, of Michael Myers showing off. Like, he has a pumpkin tattoo on his butt. I gotta post gotta that one. Now that I've mentioned I'm gonna have to post it. Um, <laughs> and if you the, the image for this episode. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And if you really like what you hear, you can join the Thorn Cult and maybe eventually get some extra content by donating through Patreon at patreon.com slash Minute. Until next time. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh?